0: Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. The places that you can get to with it are really dependent upon how much you can just, like anything, you can surrender and speak more from the body rather than the mind and just actually go into your feminine, see your masculine in front of you and actually feel how she feels about being in partnership with him. And, you know, like you never know, it might be, oh, my God, you're amazing, you give me so much time to play and have fun and you're always listening to my intuition and, Trusting me and following me, if you are the type of person who gives her a lot of time and follow your heart and listen to your intuition. And most people, it's like the the feminine is so undervalued in our culture and most people who are successful are in the hustle and in the trying and in the burnout and in the way overdoing and not really valuing rest and flow and, like, that actually pleasure and ease And filling your cup can just overflow so much into that divine intelligence. And from that place, you don't really need it. Like all the doing arises from the being and from that place of overflow. And then when you step into your masculine, like we're going to guide you, but like really feeling into ladies, that masculine from last night and see how he feels about this feminine and, how he treats her and talks to her and have some fun with it. And, you know, if we're guiding something and you feel like being on the other cushion or something else is going on for you, then just just do that. And we'll try to just keep it, the guidance to a minimum. And that's the best way to do this when you're just free-flowing, but we need to feel that you're in it. And, and that you're authentic with it and then the more that you are, the more that we can hold back and the, actually the more you're going to get out of the practice because for some people their feminine just needs a lot of time to express and then vice versa. And for me, my journey with when I, when I was finding my masculine for the first time and actually being conscious that I have an inner masculine when I first found Tantra and I was working with Bruce He told me this super (laughs) inspiring story about how he spent a whole month in his feminine and she, I can't remember where she wanted to go, like somewhere like Jamaica or Hawaii, and he's this, like, big New Zealand guy, New Zealander, right, with this big, deep voice and, like, muscly booty with a lightning bolt on his chest and, you know, but when he goes into his girl, it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) And he's telling the story and he's like, well, she just wanted to go just it was to Jamaica, she just wanted to go to Jamaica, she wanted to drink cocktails. she wanted to have fun. We took wigs, we took dresses, mm. and we spent the whole month just prancing around. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was so inspiring that I decided to spend a month in my masculine and see what that was like. And I was letting him make all of the decisions. Now, at this stage, I'd kind of gone from being way overly in my masculine to this tantric journey of fucking wildness, finally feeling my feelings. So I'd gone from one extreme to the other, which can happen, and then I was finding my way back, and then when I met Bruce and he introduced me to ContraSexual Self and the Invisible Partnership, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, this is really interesting. So, yeah, I decided to dedicate a month and let him make all of the decisions now instead of her just going here, there and everywhere. But when I started it, I had decided to go to New Zealand and spend some time with Bruce on his island. Like you go on this boat, go to the island, you feel like you're in mists of Avalon. You know, I my cup of tea, there's altars all over, I couldn't wait for this trip. And then like day three of the 30-day journey, I was doing this inner dialogue process and he got to be in charge and he was like, we would be talking about the day and what we're doing that day together and I was treating it just like a partnership. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited. We're going to get our tickets for New Zealand today. You know, I just got paid this amount of money. He's like, we're not going to New Zealand. We're taking the family. We're going to take Scott and the kids to Bali for a few weeks. I'm like, no, that's not included. We'd already decided to go to New Zealand before this. He's like, all the, and he's obviously my masculine's pretty strong. He's like, no, this is it. This is what we're doing. And she was like, no, just so upset. It was the best holiday. My kids loved being away with both their parents. Everything that came from that time, I was going to gay clubs and like going, I was already bisexual. But this was like next level i went full into masculine gear had my hat on had a vest on i looked pretty hard if i do <laughs> so, so myself went into this gay club like made love to lots of different women just really really went for it and definitely that brought them back into balance and then every stage of development of my masculine i've worked on different pieces and then it kind of came full circle and I needed to work with my feminine again because what happened was once I started the school that masculine really needed to come online again and then as we formed a team he could step back and then it was up to my feminine to make all the decisions but she was older now and so that's where you know one day she said I don't even want to be in the business after that chat with Tease that I was telling you about and he's like hang on a fucking minute what are you talking about and she's like no don't hang on a fucking minute me I'm allowed to have a voice and I don't want to do this anymore and we need to trust and chatting to him and eventually he has trusted her because if your masculine and feminine, don't trust each other. You're not going to, no man is going to trust a woman who doesn't trust her own masculine in terms of trusting her to be able to handle her own emotional body, trust her to be able to set boundaries Trust her to actually say what she means. How many women are like, oh, well, I kind of don't really want you to do that, or they just don't say anything? How, how can you trust that? Or, like, you know, if, if you're connecting with a man and one thing is saying yes, and I'm still bad at this with sex sometimes when I go into freeze, but usually I'll speak up as something happens, right? So the man I'm with can trust. I'm going to tell him exactly what I want and the more that a man starts to understand that and feel your honesty he's not going to be expecting this sudden thing out of nowhere which is what a lot of men get impacted by where you know all of that shakiness inside we've been tolerating 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 and then we either blow up and shame the fuck out of them and Bear in mind that a woman's emotional body is ten times larger than a man's emotional body, just like a man's physical body is way larger. And remember back to what I said, that it's really accepted for a woman to emotionally abuse a man. Did I tell that about the documentary where the woman's, like, abusing the shit out of her partner and everyone's walking by laughing? And then there's another scene in the documentary where a man is hitting a woman and everyone goes absolutely nuts when he's pushing her. Now, obviously he shouldn't be pushing her, but look at the difference in the responsiveness. It's like this idea that we have that it's okay to emotionally abuse men, but if a man just fucking does this to a woman, oh my God, the whole world's coming to an end. (laughs) So there's, there's a trust that a man can have in a woman if he knows she can hold her emotional body, right? most of the time and there's a trust that a woman has in a man to provide safety for her if she can provide safety for herself now in saying this this is one of the most important things i'm about to say about the contrasexual connection and this piece around trust if you don't if the feminine in a man doesn't trust the masculine his own masculine And the masculine, you could be the most perfect masculine in the world as a woman and she's never going to trust you and vice versa. If I don't trust my masculine, how am I going to trust the man I'm with? And often the level to which you can trust the masculine is the level to which you trusted your father and the level to which your mother trusted your father. Now, I really trusted my father, so there's a part of me that has a deep trust in men. My mother didn't trust my father and was always bad-mouthing and saying this, this and this, and I picked up on that. So I always had this split part of me. So you've got to deal with both, yeah? And there's always so much to say every fucking day. It's so hard to get my brain around what, what to say sometimes, but this is a really important piece. And I don't know if we'll get a chance to do a practice around this. Probably not. So maybe write it down. I don't think it's in the manual because I've realised it in recent years. The level of trust that you can give your partner is first and foremost the level of trust that you have for that part of you. So if you're a man, for your feminine, if you're a woman, for your masculine. So if a man doesn't trust his own emotional body, it's going to be very hard for him to trust a woman's emotional body, even if the woman is holding, right? Don't get too heady about it. The main thing is look at the look at how much you trusted your father. Look at how much your mother trusted your father. Resolve that if you want to trust your partner for the feminine inside of all of us, right? Yeah, it's like I'm not talking men and women. I'm just talking masculine here. And then the masculine... It's like, how much did your father trust your mum's intuition, magic, creativity, emotional body, right? And how much did you trust that in your mother? And it's fucking amazing when you start looking at this, you go, oh my God. So, you know, like there's, there's often, we're all a bit bipolar because we've picked up things from our mum and we've picked up things from our dad, so there's a part of us that's like that and then there's a part of us like that until we resolve it and looking at these patterns, and obviously one-on-one work is when you go into the individual beliefs and trust and patterns and rework them, but this is just a really simple practice that you can do. So in saying all of that, the most important part of what you're about to do is to start to develop some trust between your feminine and your masculine. And the only way to do that is to start listening, right? Listening is the first step. And then apply it and see what happens. And the other thing is that you need to ask for what you need. So, you know, you might sit in front of your guy who's just like... "and Awesome, sexy, by the way. So you'll be sitting in front of him and he might be like... "Mm." I might just need a little bit less penetrative force. I might need a little bit less and a bit more softening and listening. Can we do that please? All right, and then actually see what arises in your feminine when you're met by that. And you know, make it real. It's like a conversation and the foundation of a real time relationship it's communication, right? If you're not communicating and you don't trust each other, you're fucked. It's, it's going to mess with your life. You're not going to be able to live your dharma in a way that's integrated with masculine and feminine. You're not going to be able to have a relationship from a place of wholeness. So you start here. You start to check out what this relationship is like. You start to have conversations. Now, you know, you might say that to your masculine and then when you step into him, be real. He might be like, I'm not changing. I mean, that's what my guy's always like. He's, he's better these days. But he used to be like, he'd just be like this. Are you telling me, are you really telling me what to do right now? <laughs> so you've got to let that run, right, and learn about these parts, mm-hmm. right? How, how can I admit to Matisse, oh, sorry, that might be my piece because I hate being told what to do, unless I know through my own dialogue that there's a charge around that. Now, because I know that and then I know that actually my feminine sometimes has something really good to say 95% of the time, if he's saying something and his intuition is pretty much always right and I'm in resistance to that, I'll actually say, but I also know you're probably right. I I don't want to do that, but I also know you're probably right, you know. And then he does it and it's perfect for what we're doing. But if I hadn't worked that out in here... And I didn't know the outcome of that. Whatever we're working through in here, whatever where our relationship is with feminine and masculine in here, it just feeds so beautifully into the relationship and vice versa. So what I like to do with every relationship, this is a really good tip, is I become, I start becoming all of the qualities that I love in my partner for my feminine so that she doesn't become dependent on my guy for that. So I'm like, so when I was starting with him and actually with Matisse, my feminine, she was like, I don't want to speak to you. I like Matisse better than you. He was really pissed. That's, that's never happened before either. Like usually he's going, all right, I'll bring in some of the qualities. Now she's saying she just wants him. I'm like, oh, really? Well, who fucking pays for the rent? Who fucking provides you? He was so angry. And then she was like, fine, I'm not talking to you. If you're going to talk to me like that, Matisse isn't aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. He's never aggressive. And then my guy's a bit competitive, so he's like. (sighs) And so my guy is so much more like Matisse now. So you can really have fun with this and. You know, Matisse has gotten used to, there's like the world of Chantal is the world of many different parts, always talking to each other. And then my little girl said this and it's like, you talk to your little girl, you get to know her and we don't have time for all the practices, but definitely make sure there's an aspecting practice in power day, I think. So anyway, you can do voice dialogue with any part of you. The most important parts of you to do voice dialogue with is between your masculine and your feminine and your adult self and your child self. If you've never done that, like save yourself a lot of inner work. And if you need help with it and facilitation, book a session and get the download for it and then start practicing it in your life, yeah? You know what's a really good idea? Give gratitude to the masculine first. Did you notice that yesterday before I asked Matisse, I said, thank you so much for all the ways you've been honoring me since the trauma came out, for all the space you've been holding. So what I always aim to do before I ask for something that I need, I'll give gratitude. And just as a consistent practice, I show a lot of appreciation for my man. And my man definitely needs appreciation. So she's like, thank you for the great job you've been doing. Now she always says, Thank you for providing for me because since I want him to be like Matisse, he's like, unless you say that, I'm not even opening to talking to you <laughs> because without me, you wouldn't even be fucking having a good time. <laughs> so have some respect, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is gentler. There's a part of him that still wants to do that and just cocks but... <laughs> like he, he He can pull himself in. So, yeah, there, there's ways in. You know, like we it's it's like if a man feels appreciated, if he feels grateful, if she's speaking from her vulnerability, my masculine is also much more open. If she's giving me attitude and not not giving me respect, then I'm not going to be as open. And what I've learned that she needs is like because he's very direct and forthright always is like boom, 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 whereas she needs to feel and take her time. So he's learned to be more patient with that because sometimes I'll be on the feminine cushion and it's taken me ages to talk and I can feel him in me but there being like, hello, we've got shit to do today and then she just withdraws even more, right? So I've learned to say, take your time and you don't have to say it if you don't want to say it, which is actually what I learned to say to her from Tease because he's like, well, you don't have to talk if you don't want to, which is that. Okay, well, this is what I'm feeling, right? So experiment, explore. And if you are struggling with asking for what you need, because that's an important part of this, for the masculine to ask the feminine, for the feminine to ask the masculine, then think about what you've loved in partners, what you love in your current partner, what you love in men and women around you. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com.